I'm Jennifer Delacuadri, and this is the Raising Happy Teens podcast, where you learn how to successfully guide your teenager into adulthood without losing your sanity in the process. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about a topic that comes up with parents all of the time, and that is how to help your teen manage their anxiety. I think we can all agree that anxiety has become a serious problem, especially amongst the kids and teens. I know I myself have struggled with anxiety, and as have my girls, and I've helped them through it as well. So today I am going to be talking about my story with anxiety, my experience with it, and what qualifies me to be an expert to speak about it. And then I'll be sharing with you a little bit of the science behind anxiety and what causes it, what's really going on in your body. Because truthfully, when you understand what's going on, it makes it more um, accessible to manage it. And then finally, at the end, I will be sharing with you some techniques to really help your teen manage their anxiety. So my experience with anxiety, I've always been a little bit anxious, um, a little bit on the anxious side. It hasn't been life detracting growing up. I worried and, you know, I would have feelings of anxiety, but it didn't keep me from doing the things that I love to do. And it wasn't that big of a problem. And it wasn't until I had kids that my anxiety really started to take over whether it was because I was worrying about them or I was overthinking and it was parenting or whatever, or it was something to do with my hormones. I'm not sure. But when I was in my thirties, as I transitioned into my forties, I noticed that my anxiety really started to ramp up. And it was really curious because I was doing all of the things to manage my anxiety. I was practicing yoga, I was teaching yoga, I was meditating and doing all of the things, but my anxiety was still a problem. So I've learned a lot through my own experience, but I think the thing that really taught me the most was learning how to help my girls work through their feelings of anxiety. My oldest daughter has, I like to say she was born anxious. I took her to the doctor when she was four months old, and the doctor was surprised that she was having separation anxiety. And he said, you know, that doesn't usually happen until they're six months old. And I'm like, well, she's always had separation anxiety ever since the moment she was born. And so that anxiety was always a challenge for her and, of course, a challenge for me as a result. And as she got older, as she approached uh, puberty and adolescence, the anxiety really started to take over. And then she also started struggling with feelings of depression. And then ultimately we had a diagnosis of OCD. And through all of these experiences with her, I learned so much. And I have to say, once again, through all of my various years of education and higher education, nothing taught me how to manage anxiety like having a child with anxiety. 
because it's different when it's you and your own anxiety, but when you have someone you love in your life who is also or struggling, you will do whatever it takes. And that's basically my journey up until this point. We tried all kinds of things as far as stress management goes, meditation, hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavior therapy, exposure response therapy, talk therapy, the list goes on and on and on. And all of the modalities that she learned and that she experienced, I learned along the way too. And I like to joke around with her. She wants to study psychology as when she graduates as a postgraduate and get a degree in psychology. And I like to tell her that basically at this point in her life, she's got a master's degree level of experience in the realm of psychology and therapy just by all that she's been through and all she's learned. (laughs) So all of these things combined with my degree in psychology, my yoga, yoga teacher certification, I have a lot of experience with stress and anxiety management. So let's get to the science of stress. Now, some level of stress can be good. In fact, it can improve your brain power, it increases your immune system, your ability to stay resilient in challenges, and it also can keep you motivated to do things and to succeed. However, chronic stress causes your body to dysregulate. And releasing stress hormones over time, it weakens the immune system, and it raises your blood pressure and your heart rate. Now, the autonomic nervous system, it's comprised of both the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. The sympathetic nervous system's primary function is to stimulate the body's fight or flight response. Now, the body is designed to respond to stress that way. But then it's supposed to return to homeostasis, a sense of balance. The parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for maintaining that homeostasis. Breathing, digestion, elimination, and reproduction, they're all regulated by the parasympathetic nervous system. The primary nerve of the parasympathetic nervous system is called the vagus nerve, and it starts at the top of the spinal cord and runs all the way down to the gut. And just like a muscle, it can be toned over time. So if you think about when you want to strengthen, say, your bicep, you'll lift weights, and over time, your muscle gets stronger. And similarly, your vagus nerve increases in tone by doing certain exercises. And I'm going to be sharing those with you toward the end of the podcast. But when you have low vagal tone, you're more sensitive to stress. Low vagal tone is actually correlated with depression, anxiety, irritability, and chronic pain, whereas high vagal tone increases positive emotion and resilience, and it also increases the body's immune response. So as I mentioned, you can improve your vagal tone, and some of the ways to do this are slow, deep belly breathing, humming or singing, yoga, meditation, having positive social interaction, getting a massage, laughter, aerobic exercise, and prayer. These are all ways to stimulate and tone your vagus nerve. The idea here is that these activities, they need to be 
practiced regularly. So just like if you were to be strengthening a muscle in your body, if you do one day where you're lifting weights to strengthen your bicep, your muscle is not going to get stronger after that one time. So just like exercise, these activities to strengthen your vagal tone, if done over time, can really help reduce your level of stress and anxiety. And really when you're doing them, you've taken deep breaths before, you'll notice an immediate stress reduction, but the level of homeostasis that's required to allow your body to do what it needs to do to function property, properly requires also a reduced level of stress. And that's what comes after working your vagal tone consistently and regularly. And it can be really just as simple as taking four to five deep belly breaths when you wake up. And this is what I recommend to my teens to start integrating it into their routine. Keep it simple, keep it basic, and just make it a habit. So going back to the deep belly breaths, starting when you wake up and then do it again after school and then once more before bed, literally 30 seconds each time is all it takes. In fact, just doing it one time a day would make an impact. It's not necessarily the length of time you spend doing these activities. It's the consistency with which you do them. So if you spend time and you focus on one, that's what I always say, pick one, start with one. Don't decide I'm going to do deep belly breaths and then tomorrow I'm going to be singing. Of course, that would still be effective, but it's harder to form a habit when you have all of these moving parts. Pick one, keep it simple, and stay consistent. It's as simple as that. That's really all it takes. Now, I want to address the feelings of anxiety and explain them on a scale so that you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about how to manage. I like to describe it on a scale of one to 10. One being completely calm and at rest, 10 being a full-blown panic attack. So when it comes to toning your, your vagal nerve, The exercises that I talked about are really for anxiety levels anywhere between four and seven, where the anxiety is kind of taking over, it's distracting your teen, it's making them feel nervous, it's keeping them from living their life the way that they want to, though that's when the vagal toning exercises can really come in handy, starting with that. Now, when feelings of anxiety spike to more of the panic attack range, where it's an eight, a nine, or a 10, deep breathing may help, but it really needs to be approached differently. So let's say your teen is having a panic attack and their heart's racing and then they're they're unable to stay calm. They can't calm themselves down. Here's what you can do. Face them. Look them in the eye and say, let's take some deep breaths. Then you yourself breathe with them slowly and deeply. And then they will mirror you. Continue to do this until they calm down. Because what happens when they take deep breaths on their own is that when they're in that fight or flight response, 
their breath is likely very shallow. And when they are told to take a deep breath, it's quick and it will only possibly exacerbate the panic. So by looking at you, looking you in the eye and mirroring your slow, deep belly breaths, that will help them calm down. Another technique that can be helpful is to have them splash their face with cold water or take out a cold ice pack and put it on their cheeks. Having that temperature change kind of snaps, can snap them out of that panic response. Also intense aerobic exercise done just for a short period of time, like maybe 10 minutes, can really help get that energy out that is triggered by the fight or flight response. And really, anxiety can be so debilitating and it keeps you from enjoying your life the way that you want to enjoy it. It keeps you from having positive experiences, getting out there and doing the things that you want to do. Seeing your teen struggling with these things can be so incredibly hard. But one of the best ways that you can help your teen manage their anxiety is to manage your own and start practicing with them. Make it a family thing and know that they'll probably resist it or think it's weird or dumb, but do it anyway. Because the difference is between having anxiety and having a calm and happy life. You're instilling habits in them by modeling them yourself. And just like keeping your room clean or cleaning up the dishes when you're done and brushing your teeth, these are all things that can become a habit over time, but make a huge impact on your mental health down the road and even in the short term. So stick with it. Know that your teen deserves a happy life and you can be the one to help them do that. But thanks for tuning in and I will see you next time. If you liked this episode, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at jennifer.delaquadri, where you'll find more tips, inspiration, and connection to help you navigate this unique and sometimes challenging season of parenthood. I'll see you there.